This episode is sponsored by Realtor.com, who wants you to take advantage of your free profile on Realtor.com. By claiming and completing your free profile, adding a photo, and all of the information that puts you head and shoulders above the competition, you're on your way to receiving free leads, helping search engines find you, and staying top of mind with past clients. To learn more about claiming your free profile, go to realtor.com forward slash profile. Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I am your host, Allison. Joining me today is our special guest, Christine Miles. She is CEO and founder of Equipped. She is an author and also known as the listening guru. We're super excited to have her on today to dive into this world of listening, why it's so important, how we can really do it to the best of our abilities and how it can help grow our business in doing so. So Christine, welcome on to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, really excited to have you on today. Super excited to get into all of our content for today's show. But before we get started on that, I have to ask our signature question, which I ask all of the guests who join me on the podcast, which is since the show is called The Real View, I would like to know what is the best view that you've ever seen? Well, it really is such a great question and one that I I thought about a lot because there's so many great views. But one of the views I had was also very experience driven. So I I went to Jordan. It's the other side of Israel. I'm not great at geography, but longer story how I ended up visiting there. So I saw many things. But one of the things I did was I glamped camping the best way possible in the desert of Wadi Rum. And they took us out at sunset to have tea in the middle of the desert. No birds, no noise know nothing. It was completely just the beauty of the sun coming down over the desert. And it was just, it was so peaceful because it was so serene on so many sensory levels. So that was definitely in one of the top experiences that I've had. and one of the top things I've ever seen in my lifetime. That sounds so beautiful, so stunning, and what an incredible experience. And we don't get silence like that here in America, not at least not anywhere that I've been. I haven't been, you know, in the wilderness or anything like that. But that just so serene, quiet is is really special. It was very special, very special. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing. Thanks so much for, for playing along. I want to hear a little bit about you, Christine. Tell us about your career path, uh, founding your business, and maybe a little bit about you and, and what you do at your company. I started in psychology. So one of the things I have in common with your realtors is the first thing I did my first job out of college is I was a home-based family therapist at 22. So I went into people's houses. Now, I wouldn't try this. But I said, hi, I'll be, I'm Christine, I'm 22, I'll be your family therapist. It was crazy. I had no no professional experience that really gave me any, any credence for being there. But I learned a lot about going into people's houses. So I just wanted to share that. But after I spent five years in the realm of family therapy, I went on to work in organizations because I was trained in systems therapy, which is really 
how do you make changes in systems? And the reason I've been successful throughout my career is because I've had this ability to listen differently. That started very young. Uh, I was five, as early as I can remember, listening in a different way. My mom had mental health issues, so I learned to listen to what wasn't said and understand pain that went below the surface for her because she had lost her mother from childbirth. So she came by her issues very honestly. But what I saw through the course of my career was that the very reason I was successful, including in that role at 22, when I had no right being there, was that my ability to listen helped me be successful. It's also the reason I saw why a lot of people fail, because they didn't have that skill. And so my career has largely been around helping people communicate more effectively, and listening is really at the foundation of that in every field that we're in. And it certainly makes a difference in our personal lives, as I learned very early going into people's houses as well. So hence the listening guru that really has helped me. And I've deconstructed how to do that in a simple, replicable way. I believe that we should change the paradigm where everybody learns to listen because there's zero years of education on how to listen. Our company is mission-driven to change that paradigm. We want education, time, and resources put to the skill building of listening. Yeah, it's it's so important. And I feel like it's such, um, you know, kind of an under uh, used skill that, that we have as human beings in business and personal life. It's something that I don't know that there's enough emphasis on. So I love that you all are trying to bring the awareness to the importance of it and really helping us from a young age. I think it's so important to teach it, you know, at a young age so that we can grow up and really master the skill and just just see how it enhances us as people and, and as business people. So we talked a little bit about listening and, and kind of how it's important, but why is it so important when it comes to what we do as realtors? I mean, we know we are a client-based profession, but in your opinion, why is it so important for realtors especially? I look from the outside in, but from what I gather, your job's a lot harder than it looks. There's from the you know the layman's perspective. I think it's about, oh, showing people some places and how it goes. But there's there's a lot to it. And this is a complicated sale, even though it looks very simple to the consumer. Almost anybody can put a shingle up and say, I'm your realtor. That doesn't mean they're any good, right? So one of the things that I think is important is really to be able to differentiate. And when you really differentiate yourself by not only knowing what the nuts and bolts of what you have to do are, that's important. But when you differentiate because you truly understand what the priorities are, and the needs are of your customer, it's such a personal sale. When you get that right, you differentiate and establish a kind of credibility that I think is just game-changing and then pulls in more business because I imagine you get a lot of your work through word of mouth and repeat customers. And so you're creating experience in a very stressful, it's one of the most important buys of their lifetime. It's like a wedding. You better get it right or they're going to be like, there's another one around the corner. <laughs> so true. And, you know, when we just think about our jobs and what we do as realtors, I mean, so much of it is learning what the client wants and needs. And it's like, how do we do that without really listening? I think we should start kind of at the beginning. What all does the listening process entail? And I'm really excited to hear you break it down because it's a little bit more, there's a little bit more to it than we may think when we just think, oh, you just listen, you just sit there and listen, you know, what do you mean? But there's a little bit more that goes into it. You've said the word skill multiple times, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate that because, and I can answer the differentiation between hearing and, and listening as a skill when we even talk about the system to listen differently. So hearing is a sense, it's what we take in, it's words we hear, but when we're listening, in my opinion, we're really listening for the meaning. So 
your customers, your clients might think their need is this, but what's the real need? That's your job to uncover that. What are the priorities? Because sometimes needs and budgets that they present don't match up, I would imagine. I'm just guessing. They might be shooting for a little too much in the reality of the situation. So how do you really uncover the meaning of the message is what listening is? And we're told to do that, but we're not taught. That's the gap analysis, right? We're told from a young age to listen. We're rarely taught. And if we are taught, we're taught something called active listening or attentive listening, which is let me show you I'm going to pay attention to you. And therefore, that's a good thing. Now, that's a step in the right direction, but it doesn't help you necessarily uncover the meaning. And so that's why we call it listening differently or transformational listening. And that is really listening to understand or to discover the insight. You just did something else that's really important. And you said, I want to know where this started. And you said, let's start at the beginning. That's a very rare thing that you just did. Oh, <laughs> Most people, I, right? So most people don't do that. What happens is both your clients or your customers, they start in what I call the middle of the movie. They start in the middle of the problem. We need a house that has three bedrooms. We need a large kitchen, right? These are the problems or the things they're trying to solve. It's not necessarily where it started. We're starting in the middle of a movie, just like when we're watching a movie, starting in the middle, there's confusion, there's disorientation. I don't know who the characters are. I don't know where this began. And when you don't have that, it sets a lot of confusion up. And that's exactly what happens in conversations. So in the absence of going back to the beginning, we don't get the beginning of the movie. We miss a lot of things. Yeah. And you're kind of just picking up, you know, from from a space where you don't even know how you got there, you know, and getting there is so much of the process, too. Right. How, how can we be in the middle without knowing what got us to that point? I think that context and that background information is incredibly important. It's critically important. And even how you're talking about that is not the way most people think, again, because we're not taught. It's nobody's fault. And And the book I wrote is called What Is It Costing You Not to Listen? Because you can't solve a problem you don't know you have. So that's the problem we're solving. But the solution we're providing is called the listening path. And that's the path to understanding. And very much like when you're telling a story, when you're listening, you're always getting a story. And when you're getting the story, you need to get the story from the beginning. You need to get the context first before you start trying to solve the problems and figure out what the ending of the movie is. Most people are painting the picture of the ending, but they're not telling you where it began. Yeah. So how do you do that in conversation personally and working, you know, with clients? How do we get to start at the beginning? Is it as simple as just asking, you know, hey, let's back up here a second? Or what is the best way to approach that so that we're making sure we're getting the full picture here and starting at the beginning? It is that simple and it's also that difficult. So you need several tools to be able to do that effectively. And so we call that conscious competence, right? We know what we're doing and where we're going. The analogy of the listening path is that you wouldn't go hiking or backpacking in the woods for three weeks without any tools or supplies in your backpack, right? You wouldn't survive. You wouldn't get to one side of the mountain to the other. A conversation with our clients or customers is a mountain that we're climbing with them, and we need to be the guide. And as the guide, we have to make sure we have the right tools in our backpack. So one of the tools is a map, and that map is really about the places you have to go on the map and stop and to make sure you're getting all the story. And one of those stops is the beginning. And that is a simple way to go back. And when you know where you're going, you know how to get the person over to the other side of the mountain. So the map is the first critical tool. And on the map, there's four stops. There's a beginning, there's a struggle, 
there's a tipping point and there's a new beginning. What you're trying to do in your sales process with a client or a customer is be the tipping point to help them find that new dream house, right? But you better make sure you, you make those first two stops. How did this begin and what are you struggling? So I can help be the tipping point to get you to the new beginning. Now for all of you guys listening, you can't see on here, but your your photo um, in the background is this little mountain of the listening path. And I love that. I think it's so cool. Tell me about this. I'm a very visual person, too. I love to picture. So as you're talking about hiking and going up, you know, hills and, and stuff with a map, I'm imagining this mountain that's behind you. But for our guests who can't see that, tell us a little bit about that metaphor, maybe that image that helps them kind of picture this journey, this path. Yeah, it, and it is the path to the story. And it's just so stories have a beginning, middle, and uh, an end. We know that. But just like when you're on a trail, you want to make sure you're following the main path. So those four stops, the beginning struggle, if you pictured it, imagine a mountain where you're starting out, it's flat, and then you start to wind around before you climb the hill. That's right when you're in that struggle. So the beginning is you're on that flat part. Then you start to climb that more dangerous part of the woods. On anywhere in the journey, there's all these side trails and you can very easily get lost in the woods and not know where you're going. So that map keeps you on the main trail so that you can reach the climax or that tipping point to come over to the new beginning. It is very specifically visual for a reason, because if you have a simple way of thinking about it, it helps you follow the conversational path as well. Oh, wait a minute, maybe I need to go back. Now, there's another tool in the path so you can see the four milestones as we've just outlined on the path, but how do you stay on the main path? You asked one of the most powerful questions to stay on the main path, and that's, can you tell me where this began or take me back to the beginning? We call these questions, what the compass, and there are six of them. And the compass makes sure that if you start to get side rooted, that you're gonna find your way back to the main trail. Cause there's lots of side trails in a conversation and with your customers, oh no, no, we, we need a bathroom after all. Oh no, 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 we need a pool, whatever it is. Okay, but what's the main part of the journey that we need to get to to get you to your dream home? So one of those is take me back to the beginning. Another one is how did that make you feel? If you are not asking feeling questions in the sale, you're missing a huge opportunity. How does it make you feel to think you're only gonna get two bedrooms versus three? How does it make you feel that the kitchen isn't as large as you thought it was gonna be? How does it make you feel that there's 10 people going after this, right? If you know all that, you're going to know how to prioritize. So that also keeps you on the main trail. One more of those six questions is tell me more. So when somebody says something to you, instead of talking and responding, simply say, tell me more. And they will. And then more of the story opens up as well. It's such, I feel like a taboo thing for us to ask. How, how do you feel about that? Is that a common thing when we think about our interactions with people and our language style? I mean, do we, is that normal to ask people how they feel? Because that's a personal question I, I love. You always kind of, I think it's so important to ask that. And I love how you brought it up in, in relations to realtors and what we should be asking our clients and why we should be bringing that up. You're raising such a good point. And when we teach the listening path, it is one of the major objections we get. It's particularly in business. And he, here's why. And I'll take you back. One, we're not socialized a lot of times to ask about feelings from a young age. So depending on the family you grew up in, that's one thing. And we don't teach that in schools again, right? So that's the first thing. So then it can feel very personal or intrusive, if you will, because I wasn't taught to ask about feelings or is it okay? So I'm not sure. 
So the, the person, the guide, the listener has a hard time asking because I was raised to ask a lot of feeling questions. And my father was a businessman. He had his own business. He had a financial planning business. He asked that question all the time. I'm undaunted by it. What I can tell you is nobody has ever objected to the question. Nobody has ever said, how dare you ask me about how I feel? It is the most powerful question nobody will ever notice that you asked, but you will get amazing results from it. And all I ask your listeners to do is experiment, try it. If they get a negative reaction, don't do it again. But watch what happens when you do, because people are the buyer and people feel. We don't put our emotions at the door, particularly in the sale you're doing. It's so emotional. Yeah, absolutely. And I know just being on the receiving end of having that question asked to me, it is a little uncomfortable at first, but then you're like, this is so nice that someone cared enough and thought enough to even ask, how do I feel about this? Normally, it's just like, well, what do you think? Okay, cool. Let's move on. Being asked that might seem a personal question feels really good to be on the receiving end of it. And that's part of how connection happens. You want that connection because you want them to feel connected to you and that you get them, that you understand them, that you care about them, because that's part of how they're going to stay with you through the tough times and also do repeat business with you. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, Visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. What's the outcome when we do this type of listening? Where does it take us in our relationships with whoever we're speaking to, you know, a business partner, a client, personal partner? What's the outcome when we do this type of listening? How does it kind of affect those and change those relationships? It profoundly changes the relationship. And here's one of the most powerful ways. And this may surprise some of your listeners because one of the things being in the business of emotional intelligence and listening and these softer skills is that I can be viewed as the, you know, the touchy-feely kind person. And I, and I am. However, I'm very results focused. So this is about getting results both in your personal life and your professional life. Listening well earns you the right to do a lot of things. It earns you the right to sell. It earns you the right to problem solve. And it earns you the right to tell people things they don't necessarily like to hear. I know in your business, you have to tell people things they don't want to hear. When you listen well and you understand them well and you've earned that, that makes the other side of your job so much easier. It's kind of like a doctor with bedside manner. If a doctor comes in is very diagnostic and prescriptive and doesn't get to know you, even in that short interaction in a way that you feel connected and they have to give you bad news, it's a totally different thing versus you've already earned some of my trust. And so I don't like the news, but now we're going to figure it out together. We skip over that. You know, husbands and wives do that. Men are guilty of it. By the way, so are women. We want to be helpful. We want to problem solve. We want to advise. We want to tell them I have a great house for you, whatever that is. And we forget that we have to earn the right to give that advice, to make that sale, to tell them what we think. We expect that they should just want to hear it. And Fundamentally, people don't like to be told what to do. 
Yeah, that's so true. And it just, it helps build that trust, which I think is so important too. You know, when we think about a relationship, just listening and what we can learn, you know, from that is so important to growing those relationships. How do we even begin to start improving on this? And what does it take to really become a good master of listening? It takes the skill building. And, and I told this story in the book, but I wanted to play golf and when I turned 40 because I had been in an auto accident and I couldn't play other sports. So I only had golf. And I was a pretty natural, a pretty good athlete, I should say, before that. When I picked up golf, I was like, this is not the same as other sports. I can hit a ball, but this is different. So I went to a golf coach who tried to help me, but frankly, it was very complicated, all the things he told me. And so I practiced exactly what he told me to do, but I didn't get any better. And then I had a golf coach who gave me five simple things to think about. And I practiced those. And I went from scoring in the hundreds to scoring in the eighties because I practiced the right things. So the first thing you need to know is what are the tools you need to be an effective listener? If you don't have the map, you're going to be lost in the woods all the time. So that's a very important tool. Just that will change the game. Practice knowing where you are in the story. Is that the beginning or the struggle, right? Practice not advising too soon. If you use the tools one at a time or even in isolation, you'll get a big lift in how you lift. When you use them in combination, you become, as I like to say, you know, I can throw a football and so can Tom Brady. You become metaphorically the Tom Brady of the football throwing or the listening when you combine the tools with practice. Yeah, really important. And another thing I want to touch on, too, is something that I constantly have to remind myself of is listening, but not listening to react. Really like taking in what that person is saying and not just like, oh, they said something and now I know what I want to say next. <laughs> and I know that's something I'm constantly, you know, having to work on and trying to remember. And when I feel myself jumping ahead in a thought, I'm like, no, chill out, put that, you know, on the back burner for now and focus in on that person. Talk a little bit just about that, um, kind of how that works into things and maybe some ways that we can try to do better at just actively listening instead of listening to respond. The brain is the greatest enemy of listening. Okay, so your brain's on overdrive. You have a goal, you have a limited amount of time, you're trying to be helpful. This is all for the right reasons, right? Of course you wanna, you're listening for some specific things to help them get to the new beginning. The next tool after the compass is, okay, let me make sure that I shine a light on the parts of the things that I heard and reflect back, but shine only a light on the important parts. You can't repeat everything, that's parody. That's repeat what's important. So one of the things you can start to institute is still hold that, but before you tell anything, force yourself to say, well, let me see, this is what I heard, blah, 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 and highlight, shine the light, sift through the important parts, facts and feelings before you tell. That's one of the important tools in your backpack. I love that. As I said, I'm a, I'm a visual person. So now I'm just thinking in my head of this little flashlight spotlighting certain things as, as I'm listening to people. I want to talk a little bit now about some bad examples of listening and how it can affect our business, our relationships. What does that look like? What have you seen um, from your time as a listening guru of some bad examples of listening? And, and what are the consequences of that? Well, I think we've all had that experience. I mean, if not today, maybe yesterday. Look, the more important the issue, the more important listening becomes. So if somebody doesn't listen to me in the grocery store, I don't know them. I don't, it's not a big deal, right? But in terms of our relationships, our customers, huge deal. So the priority has to go up. And, and I call it death by a thousand cuts. 
it's not like a big knife wound. It is small little wounds that add up until it's gaping open. And we don't see it until often it's too late. It costs us a lot. Um, from a customer experience standpoint, I mean, this is the number one thing in customer service that you want to do. It's not about always being able to give the best customer service. It's about knowing how to handle it when that hasn't happened, right? And helping people feel heard in a way that helps them de-escalate instead of escalate. I mean, a couple of years ago, we had a major storm. I'm in the Philadelphia area and I called the internet cable because my it was out. And I mean, I was screaming at the automated teller. every. I mean, I was losing my mind seven days into this because once I got past that gate, I was talking to a representative that was just formulaically responding based on a script. And I went through that so many times that I lost my freaking mind. There's a, you know, the automation wasn't listening. This person wasn't listening because they weren't supposed to. They were just scripting. It took me 20 minutes to get to a person who would listen. I was already livid. It just makes us so angry when we're trying to be understood and we're stuck and we're not. People won't tell you. They'll just walk away. Personally, you know, I just get such a bad feeling when someone tells me something that they've already told me and like I'm hearing it for the second time and I'm like, oh, or when you have told someone something and then they don't remember and then you're having to tell them a second time. It's just like, oh, you know, it's just like that, that bit of frustration. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do I matter? That's why that flashlight's so helpful. Because when you take a moment to reflect and create that moment, it makes a big difference. And there's some other tools on the path too. Those are the things that reinforce and cement things in a very different way. It, it is a slowdown to speed up. People are like, I don't know if I have this kind of time. It's going to feel sluggish at the beginning because we're learning a new skill. We, we don't do it at speed, right? It's just now once we practice it, then we get faster. So efficiency is part of this, not just proficiency, but efficiency. When you have the tools and you let the tools do the work, you become really good at it and you do it faster. Yeah. And I know that there are a lot of factors, you know, when we think about listening. Talk to us a little bit about some of the factors that really impact those listening skills and how we can navigate that in order to really perfect the skill. And this is the skill part, right? I I was a field hockey player back in college and thereafter. And so I had to practice the tools like I had to practice dribbling the ball. I know you're in Ohio, so I know there's field hockey there, too. I used to go to U.S. trials there so I could play the game and not think about it. We have all these enemies of listening. We have the technology now. We have the fact that we have 100 things going on. We have the fact that we tell ourselves a story. We have the fact that we're listening to respond or we're listening to problem solve. In the absence of a skill, we can't overcome that. We have to build the skill in order to overcome that. So if we think we're just going to suddenly concentrate and listen our way to success, it's not going to happen any more than I could run a marathon if I didn't train. I'd have to go out and run for a little while before I could do that. You can't bypass that. Now, again, the world hasn't taught us how to listen, so we're stuck. And that's part of the problem is that we don't know how to that. The book is the guide, by the way, to the listening path. So the last third of the book is really to teach you these tools and how to use them. It's the map. It's, It's all those things. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about your book, too, and kind of your own personal experience that has helped come up with this. But tell us a little bit about your book and where we can learn more and and how it can help us really master this. As I said before, the book's called What Is It Costing You Not to Listen? With with the goal of helping us all take a look in the mirror and say, is it costing us? And therefore, do I want to do something about it, right? If I know I need to lose 50 pounds, I have to eat less and move more. I have to identify that problem first. I decided to write the book coming out of the pandemic just in 
early 2021, and I launched it six months later, I thought the world was ready to see that we need to start listening differently because of the shutdown and all the, the pain and kind of distress that we're going to see for a while as a result of this. And I wanted to, you know, I'm a, I'd rather have the Hershey Park map. I grew up in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I go here and then go there to get to the comet versus the Great Bear, <laughs> the rides versus the Google map. Like what's the simplest way to get there? And so the metaphor was really a way I deconstructed what I learned as a kid and really put together all the learnings from my career and helping others learn how to do this in a simple framework that is a visual for people to follow. The book is part one where we're working on the listening path game so that we have a visual way to teach both adults and ultimately kids to learn how to listen by game-based learning like Monopoly. We learn about money. We learned about how to buy houses and how to trade and get out of jail and all those things. Our hope is that this visual will, will start to help people understanding how to listen in a way that can change their lives. Yeah, I know I'm really excited to read more about this. I'm a big fan of your work and I want to dive into it a little bit more. You know, there's always stuff that we can be improving on as humans. And I think mastering a skill such as this can really just make us be the best version of ourselves. Whether we're working with crazy clients or crazy partners, crazy kids, it's really important. And just as a fun um, thing for your profession specifically, because it's part of what we do as part of listening, you have to listen to yourself as well as listen to others. And so we're always getting a story when we're selling. One of the things that I think is so important is the story that your realtors tell their clients about why they do what they do. And so that's in the book as well. It's chapter eight, building what we call your purpose story or your elevator story. How to share what you do to help differentiate yourself is a gathering process, is a listening process. You're just listening to yourself. Story gathering or listening and storytelling are inextricably linked. They are the same map. So there's some other things that your listeners can go for that will help them drive their business. People want to know why you do what you do, not just that you sell, want to sell them a house, but why does this light you up? Just like, why does listening light me up? Well, my mother and lots of other things. So they can get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, on our website at equip-people.com. With them, that's E-Q-U-I-P-T, by the way. So there's lots of little nuggets in there because selling is the first sale you have to make is how people buy you. It's like you knew our theme of this year is telling our story. That is literally the 2023 theme at Ohio Realtors. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. I know, so I know. talk about building your why story, Allison. It, I yeah, you. I'm like, yeah. maybe we, we need to bring you back on and do a part two on telling. You're, you know, yeah. <laughs> so they relate. That same map, right? Where did your story begin? And where, what was the struggle? And, and how did you overcome that? And why are you doing And in 30 seconds, by the way. But it makes a difference. Yeah. So be happy to do that. Well, I think that's kind of a perfect note to leave it on, right? <laughs> that was so fantastic, Christine. Um, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing a little bit about you and the work that you do. And I really have enjoyed listening <laughs> to <laughs> you. <laughs> thank you. Get a lot you. of that right. You get a day. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, all of our listeners, make sure you all check out Christine's book and research a little bit more about what she does. This skill is so important to us and what we do. But thank you all for listening and tuning in. We will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.